Welcome to Grad School, the Bruce Gradkowski Podcast. Upping your football knowledge. Class is now in session. Wow, what a week. Week three. I'm here live at Social Gastro Pub in Perrysburg, Ohio. Week three, man. A lot of upsets, a lot of things going on. Poor Jimmy Garoppolo out for the season with a torn ACL. Some great games, though. Some unbelievable upsets. The Bills over the Vikings. The Lions over the Patriots. I mean, that's what the NFL is all about. You have to bring it every Sunday. And if not, you're going to be left in the dust. And who knows, the Browns with their first win over 600-some days. Open the beer, Kohler's. Baker Mayfield, look, we might as well start right there. We'll start there with the Browns. How exciting of an atmosphere was that? Watching it kick back on my couch, hoping Mayfield was going to go in just because I, I knew how the crowd would react. And when he went in, man, he did not disappoint. He did everything I've been talking about in the preseason watching this guy. He plays decisive. He plays fast. And when he came in that football game, that's how he, that's how he played. He played decisive. He saw it. He threw it. He made plays. And he led that team they need to be led and he's a strong leader i think the browns are in great hands with mayfield and um it's going to be exciting going going forward because he's going to be their guy he is going to be their guy he finished 17 of 23 for 201 yards no touch no touchdowns no interceptions uh solid game i think carlos hyde carried him 23 carries 98 yards um two touchdowns it was pretty impressive. Pretty impressive night uh, by the Browns and, and Baker Mayfield especially. It's going to be exciting to see him uh, get back after it this week. We'll see how he could come back because the Browns are at the Raiders. The Raiders are dying for a win. Gruden's head's on the chopping board right now because he traded Khalil Mack. He's 0-3. The Raiders are starving for a win. So Mayfield is going to be in for a heck of a fight at, in the black hole. Um, so that that uh, that will be exciting to, to keep a lookout at. I mean, uh, Sam Darnold, 15 to 30, 169 yards, two interceptions, not his greatest outing. Uh, but that's what we're going to see from these rookie quarterbacks this year. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, there's going to be all arounds. Uh, that's just what happens as a rookie in this league. Uh, next, I want to go to the Bills Vikings. Man, the Bills. They didn't care. They don't care how bad you think they are, but they brought it against the Vikings. I mean, it was absolutely insane the way Josh Allen played the whole game. But in that first quarter alone, the dude was diving for pylons. He was jumping over defenders for first downs. He was lofting beautiful spirals in the end zone for touchdowns. This guy played out of his mind 15 to 22 196 yards and one touchdown I mean that was just just such an impressive outing it was exciting to see for the Bills Mafia I was excited to see that for them and the Vikings on the other hand man I'm kind of nervous for you in a, in a way because you, you know you let it down and now you're gonna have to play the Rams on a short week um you know, and Kirk Cousins, 40 of 55, 296 yards, a touchdown, an interception, but also two fumbles. 
You know, he fumbles on the first series coming out. They're backed up. He fumbles right in the red zone. Gives the Bills unbelievable field position early on in the game. Josh Allen taking command and taking advantage of it. Um, you know, and then uh, later on, I th- well, I think, you know, Hughes for, for the Bills. I mean, coming off the edge, the Vikings struggled. They struggled with the pass protection a little bit. Not only a tackle, but the mismatches. Sometimes you get a linebacker on a running back. And when you have that mismatch, that's a hard block sometimes for the running back to hold up your one-on-one box. I know when I was with Dick LeBeau in Pittsburgh, his main goal was just to get one-on-ones. He wasn't trying to blitz to have a man free. He's just blitzing to get one-on-one matchups. And this way, he counts on his guys to win those one-on-one matchups. And, you know, I saw that from the Bills. I mean, the Bills played more aggressive, and that was fun to watch. I think the Vikings, um, you know, the Vikings came out with poor performance. I mean, at home as well. Adam Thielen, you know, he keeps bringing it. 14 receptions, 105 yards. Um, but these these Vikings, they're, they're in for it this week. They're playing at the Rams. The Rams now, I mean... The Rams are impressive. They are an impressive football team. Watch them the other night versus the Chargers. They just, I mean, they go up and down the field, man. This this offense is special. But I'll tell you what, Jared Goff, man, the way he is playing uh, is absolutely mind-boggling because he's just, you know, unbelievable. The Rams 3-0. And um, checking something out right here. But um, so they got the Vikings and that right there, and they have them at home too. So it's exciting for the Rams. And what's going to be fun to watch, though, is the matchup uh, between this Rams offense and the Vikings defense. I mean, honestly, to see what Josh Allen did to this defense, I'm excited to see what Jared Goff will come through and do to this defense because Goff has been playing solid week in and week out, and I think that's a compliment to McVay, the way he has them prepared. And, uh, you know, he, he, he's just um, – he's impressive. And, and, and then that Rams defense, I mean, what are you going to do? The Rams defense is just uh, – it's tough. They got all the pieces. But you know what? The Rams are kind of fighting some – uh, there's fight some injuries right now. Um, you got Marcus Peters and Aqib Talib. We'll see uh, how their health is leading into the game. And Goff, Goff goes 29 of 36 for 354 yards and three touchdowns. And what's most impressive of Goff? Yes, he's thrown some screens, but he's throwing the ball downfield. The thing that I love is he's standing in the pocket and making plays. So he's actually buying some time with his legs, not necessarily running out of the pocket, but inside the pocket, the same things that you see successful quarterbacks do. And Ben Roethlisberger on Monday Night Football, you're not extending plays by running. You're inside the pocket. You're just creating a little more separation and and enough room to deliver a football. And also you're letting your guys work downfield. And sometimes plays aren't called absolutely correct. And you're just reacting and um, making some plays, and Goff is doing that. And it's, it, it's very impressive to watch, and it's exciting to watch 
um you know so so that was cool but um that'll be an exciting game thursday night vikings rams we're all in for a heck of a showdown i just think uh the vikings have to get some things figured out this week because they lost to the bills actually got smacked by the bills had three turnovers um you know, they had a total of 14 rushing yards. So they have to figure it out. And, and the Rams are just on fire right now. Todd Gurley, just impressive. 23 carries, 105 yards, touchdown. And five receptions for 51 yards. The thing that McVay does so good, and as you guys watch these games, key in on McVay gets Gurley the ball in his hands, not by just handing it off. Sometimes it's dropping back, passing, and dumping the ball to the check down. Todd Gurley right over the football or in the flat. And you know what? This is taking some hits off his body, and that's what McVay said he'd like to do. Sometimes it's just about getting your playmakers the ball in their hands. It doesn't have to be handoffs. You know, it's just them, um, you know, finding ways – to spread the ball around but get the ball in Gurley's hands not necessarily by just handing it off and I think uh, that's what McVay does unbelievable Um, the Giants how about the Giants coming through with their first victory of the year congratulations to Shermer Pat Shermer his first win as a the Giants head coach but Eli Manning look I was on NFL Radio last week. I'll be on again Thursday, 11 to 3, Sirius XM, Channel 88. Please tune in. Eli Manning, 25 of 29, 297 yards and two touchdowns. You know what was impressive is he came back. Last week he looked like he was playing scared, taking sacks. And this week against a good defensive front, J.J. Watt, he played well. And it was good to see Manning because I I still think he has some left in the tank. And with a good offensive weapon, Saquon Barkley, 17 carries, 82 yards, 4.8 a rush, one touchdown. Um, and then you got Odell Beckham, nine catches, 109 yards, 12.1 a- average. Um, these guys have weapons. You know, and on the, the Texans, the other side, Deshaun Watson, man, they threw the crap out of the football. 24 of 40, 385 yards, two touchdowns, interception. Watson... I think after this week, the Texans are 0-3. He has to take that next step. We saw a lot of teams this week take that next step, like the Giants. The Giants sitting 0-2 knowing they had to come in and make something happen. Eli Manning being that future franchise, the future of the franchise, but the franchise quarterback right now, he understands that he has to do something, and he played well. And that's what you're going to have to see from uh, Watson this week, that he has to get more and more comfortable. I think the more he plays, the better he will be because coming off that knee injury, he's been looking a little hesitant. And it just takes some time. It takes some time to get back in that the game action um, and, and really get the, the feel back, the flow of the game. Sometimes you're a little tentative to get hit. Sometimes just your reads aren't quite there. You're not trusting your throws, um, and he has to continue. And he will get better at that, and we'll see him hopefully get back to the form he was in last year. But, look, defenses – look, coaches around the league are smart. Defenses are smart. Players are smart. They're not going to let you do it over and over to them, and that's what makes it so hard in the NFL. And the biggest 
attribute to guys, you know, the difference between good players and great players is you're consistent week in and week out of how you perform. And you watch Aaron Rodgers, you watch Tom Brady, well, not this week, but Tom Brady usual, Big Ben. I mean, those guys continue to bring it week in and week out, and you're always going to have a chance to win with those guys. And that's what Deshaun Watson is going to have to learn and continue to grow on. The Green Bay Packers and the Redskins, you know, I talked about a lot. We talked about on NFL radio about Rodgers' knee injury. Look, man, it's, it's, it's not easy to finish a game that you got hurt in, but the adrenaline's going and you find a way to finish that game. Now, when you come into stadiums on Sunday already hurt, it's hard to get up for those games and not get up, but knowing your body's not fully physically able to do what you need it to do. And with Rodgers, man, I just feel bad that he's, you know, he's, he's still playing well. I mean, 27 of 44, 265 yards and, a, and two touchdowns, but not to what Rodgers can do because his escapability when his legs are healthy, that guy's a, a threat running in the football as well. And right now he's, you know, he's beat up, man. That knee is hurt, and that's going to affect them, especially coming into uh, this ne- next week, uh, week four, the Bills at Green Bay, you know, and the Bills just got after Kirk Cousins, so I don't expect anything less. I think McDerm- McDermott understands what he has to do. He's seen proof in the pudding of how they got after him last week, how he got after the Vikings, and they're going to come right back and try to get after Aaron Rodgers. And I would not be surprised because, you know, they took a stance, the Bills, and they said, we don't care. It's time to start playing. We got guys retiring at halftime. Vontae Davis, you probably wish you were still around collecting that $5 million, but you're not because you called it in at half, which I don't agree with. But it is what it is. Um, so, anyways, we could keep going on about that. But, you know, the Packers, too, man, they got to find a way to get more of a rushing game, a running attack. And they can't do that. I mean, they, you know, Aaron Jones, six carries for 42 yards. I mean, an average of seven. But, you know, with Aaron Rodgers' bum knee, man, it, it's hard to expect him to make some plays with his legs. On the other side of the ball, Alex Smith, man, 12 of 20, 220 yards, two touchdowns, interceptions. Started off the game fast with a deep ball downtown, big post, and he connected on. And Alex Smith continued to get doubted. Um, but, I mean, it is what it is. He's a playmaker. He is a veteran. He's been there. He's done that. Uh, Adrian Peterson, 19 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns, 6.3 average. Adrian Peterson, man, I love it, resurrecting his career this year. I love that he's back in the game, the Adrian Peterson of the past, maybe not as much um, as we're used to, but he's still a threat, and and he's a great addition to this team. And Alex Smith, man, he brings it to you. With his legs as well, seven carries, 20 yards. Um, Alex Smith is, is is special in that way. You know, Vernon Davis, two receptions, 70 yards. So, but, you know, I think Alex Smith, man, he's a veteran. 
it was huge for the Redskins to get that win. I think they needed it. Uh, they're two and one. The Packers one one and one right now. Um, and moving on, I think the Chiefs Niners. Chiefs thirty eight, Niners twenty seven. The Chiefs are three and oh, man. I'll tell you what. This dude at behind center for the Chiefs is something special. Patrick Mahomes the second. 24 of 38, 314 yards and three touchdowns. This dude is doing it. He's breaking records left and right. Most touchdown passes for first uh, three career starts. You know what is cool to watch, though? He's got the arm strength. He's got the mobility, but he's also doing it with his mind. He's understanding the offense. Look, you get to sit behind Alex Smith for a year, you're going to learn a tremendous amount of knowledge football knowledge how to play the game how to manipulate defenses where to go with your eyes where to move your eyes to get another receiver open and that's what he's doing man he has the weapons around him yes kareem hunt 18 carries 44 yards two touchdowns but um receiving the receiving core with travis kelsey sammy Watkins, tyreek hill travis kelsey eight catches 114 yards uh, Sammy Watkins coming in with a touchdown. He has the weapons around him. So, yes, he's a special talent in Mahomes and what he is doing, but he has the weapons around him. And Mahomes, man, he has the he has the arm talent of an Aaron Rodgers, and it's really, really fun to watch. I mean, in his mobility, he's having fun with it, but also he's connected with a great offensive mind in Andy Reid. And so many times I say it, man, it just it's the right situation at the right time with the right coach. It's not all about ability, even though um, even though he has it, he has all that ability. Um, he's bringing it. Hey, what's up? Um, is Lincoln still sleeping? Um, I mean, it's up to you. No, I'd hate for you to wake him up. I'm just recording my podcast right now. All right, sorry. That was the wife calling in, picking my daughter up from school, I guess, because our baby, our one-year-old, is still asleep. So, you know, I, I'd hate to be waking up from a nap, right? So, man, I'd love to have naps nowadays but um i said no babe you know what i'll get him you don't worry about that actually you heard the the phone call so um but anyways where were we the niners and chiefs chiefs are pretty special uh jimmy garoppolo man gosh you hate to see it but he's out man 20 of 30 251 yards two touchdowns out for the season that is a blow to the Niners that hurts that hurts man you got that big contract um thankful that he did sign that contract in protection for himself um but man you just never like to see that and and of course we can look back now and say man just run out of bounds what were you doing you know just get out of bounds not not at that moment when you're when you're when you're losing in a football game and you're doing everything you can to get back in the game 
it's just it's hard to tell someone um, to get out of bounds, to slide, because when you're reacting, you're reacting. You can't do anything about it. So, but now the Niners working on a couple uh, other quarterbacks, and Brethard on the roster right now, C.J. Brethard from Iowa. Um, not sure. Not sure what I think about that. Maybe I'll have to um, get healthy myself and see where it goes. See if, see if they want to sign me. I should call Shanahan. What do you got for me, my man? Want to sign me up? Anyways, and then now, let's go to the Raiders-Dolphins. The Raiders are dying for a win. They're 0-3 right now, and the Dolphins are 3-0. and John Gruden catching a lot of slack for training Khalil Mack, and now he gets asked questions, and he says, we need, to, we need to have a pass rush. Well, what do you think? You had a pass rush. But it's tough, man. I see both sides of it. Look, the guy wasn't in camp, wasn't in OTAs, wasn't in training camp, wasn't around. What do you do? When does it come a point that you just say, look, we'll take a couple first-round picks, we'll deal them off, and hopefully by the draft and, and continue to build our roster – will put the right defense in place. But, man, a future Hall of Famer, a guy that, that makes a plays like Khalil Mack, I don't think I could have done it. But Derek Carr, you know, Derek Carr, 27-39, 345 yards, one touchdown and two interceptions. Sometimes he's just forcing it. Sometimes he's trying too hard, and Gruden came out and said that. Just trying a little bit too hard. Marshawn Lynch still brings it. 19 carries, 64 yards, and a touchdown. Um but these guys have to – I mean, they have the weapons. Jordy Nelson goes off, six catches, 173 yards, an average of 28.8 and a touchdown. Jared Cook, I mean, Jalen Richard, they have, they have guys. Martavis Bryant, if they could figure out how to utilize him and stretch the defense with him, um, they could be a force to be reckoned with. But this early in the season, it takes some time to build that chemistry – Within the locker room, on the football field, look, they're on a new offense. Derek Carr is trying to learn, long, learn that long system Gruden has. And Indy Wright, 10X short, fake 96, power king, naked left X slide. You know, you're calling cans on every play. You're doing different things. And then on the other side of the football, uh, the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill, dude, this dude was 17-23, 289 yards and three touchdowns. He's doing something right. He's leading this football team. Adam Gase, I mean, these guys are 3-0. and it, I mean, it's cool to see. I love seeing teams that haven't been winning much in the past really starting off hot, and that's what the Dolphins are doing. You got Frank Gore bringing it. It's good to have a veteran around. Um, Albert Wilson, receiver, two catches, 74 yards, a touchdown. Uh, Grant, two catches, two touchdowns. Kenny Stills, a touchdown. I mean, they're spreading the ball around. So it's not like there's stats that are eye-popping for guys, but they're just, they're just all doing it, which is cool to see. And, um, But, yeah, I mean, the Dolphins, man, the Dolphins are, shoot, they're a team to actually watch out for. And now this week, it's going to be an exciting game. Dolphins at Patriots. The Patriots are coming off a terrible loss against the Lions. And 
the Dolphins are 3-0. And you saw Adam Gase say it. He said, look, records don't matter. And it absolutely doesn't matter, especially when you're going in the Foxborough, you're going against the Patriots. That is some tough sledding. And um, the Dolphins are going to have their hands full. You know Bill Belichick is not is not happy right now coming out of Detroit, losing to his old defensive coordinator. And now what's he have to do? He has to go home and figure out how to get back in this division race because right now the Dolphins are leading that division and they're 3-0. The Jets are 1-2. The Patriots are 1-2. The Bills are 1-2. So if you're the Bills right now, how big was that win against the Vikings? Because now you're sitting with a three-way tie in second place. Now, of course, you got got the Dolphins 3-0, but it's a long season. And that's what is just – it's just fun to watch and keep an eye on as we continue to go through this because, man, it's week in and week out. You have to come to play. You know, Tom Brady, 14-26, 133 yards, a touchdown interception. Um you know, they just they just weren't on. And, and, and then the other side, I mean, Stafford brought it, man. He played 27-36, 262 yards, two tees and an interception. But you know what was huge? They finally were able to get that 100-yard rusher. It's been forever. Uh, Johnson, 16 carries, 101 yards, 16.3 average. This was the more physical team. LeGarrette Blunt, 16 carries, 48 yards. But the Lions were the more physical team, and that's what they came into this game saying. They wanted to be the, they wanted to punch the Patriots in the mouth, and that's what they did. I mean, they took away Tom Brady's strength. They took away Brady, and they had to eliminate that, and that's what they did. And you figure Patricia's gone against Brady how many times during practice? I think the dude knows a thing or two about Tommy Boy, and he sure did show that the other night. But that'll be a fun matchup to watch the Dolphins at the Patriots. We touched on them briefly before, Drew Brees and the New Orleans Saints. They came away with a monster win against the Falcons, 43-37 in overtime. Finally, we have someone to win an overtime game, and it doesn't end in a tie. Of course, leave it on the shoulders of Drew Brees and he'll get it done. 43-37, 43-37, Saints 2-1, Falcons 1-2. Drew Brees finishes 39-49, of 49, 396 yards and three touchdowns. Brees is just – and Kamara, 16 carries, 66 yards. But what Kamara brings you to in the passing game, look at this. 15 catches, 124 yards. Michael Thomas had 10 catches, 129 yards. It just, it's insane to me. Kamara's one of the best players in the NFL. This dude is amazing to watch, and especially Sean Payton and Drew Brees. It's a perfect match, man. If this head, if a head coach can get his quarterback that he wants, it's an it's, it's a awesome marriage. It's an awesome marriage. And the Falcons, Matt Ryan, man, I, 26 to 35, 364 yards, five touchdowns. Boy. He came with it, okay? But they didn't come away with a win. Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 146 yards, three touchdowns. Julio Jones, five catches, 96 yards, no touchdowns. You know, this game was back and forth. I mean, these are the type of games you want to see. I mean, it's awesome. 
it's awesome for the NFL uh, seeing two franchise quarterbacks going at it in Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. And um, but that division now, man, that division is it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight till the end, you know, because the Bucks were a team that. I had no hope coming into the season, and the Bucks are heading that division two and one. The Saints are two and one. The Panthers are two and one, and the Falcons are one and two. And you can't even count out the Falcons because of Matt Ryan and what he what he's capable of doing. And the Falcons, though, the only thing about them is they're just battling so many injuries right now that that's that's tough, and especially on defense. Um, and that's where it just gets even tougher week in and week out as you lose not only defenders um, but captains. You know, captains of your defense. Deion Jones, Keanu Neal. I mean, that, those are huge losses for them. And, um, yeah, it's just tough, man. It's tough. But the Saints and Drew Brees, Drew Brees, what, came out and beat uh, Favre's most completions. I mean, this dude is unbelievable. And um, <clears throat> But that's pretty special. Congratulations to Drew Brees. That dude is just, he's a beast, man. He's a beast. He does it week in and week out. So impressive. And, and that's why I love watching the Saints, man. That offense, the way Sean Payton gets it gets him into the right play calls, but also Breeze hasn't having the flexibility to get in and out of plays, to audible against good coverages, hand signals, put his team in the best position to win, and that's what he does. And I want to look at the Bears. The Bears, they pull it out against the Cardinals. Bradford benched, Rosen in. To throw a touchdown with other under two minutes remaining in the game, but Rosen will start this week, and it's going to be interesting to see because um, it's good to see these young rookie quarterbacks. I think Rosen has the abilities; he has a good coaching staff around him, and now it's can he put the pieces together? And sometimes when you put a, a young quarterback in there, when coaches make make these decisions. You look at the Cardinals, they're 0-3. They have nothing to lose. But what it can do is is ignite a spark for this team um, and to see what the young rookie can do because he's the future of your franchise, as they're thinking right now. So get him in there. Let him learn. Let him deal with his ups and downs. And uh, and he could do it. But um, the Bears, man, Mitch Trubisky, I'm, I'm impressed with this dude. I mean, not so much the numbers, but just watching him play, watching him play, especially the first week against the Green Bay Packers, I was impressed because he was making some plays, and um, I like the way he throws the football. He, this game, he was 24-35, 220 yards and an interception. Um, Jordan Howard, 24 rushes, 61 yards and a touchdown, and. Um, and then just spreading the ball around. I mean, no one really, Trey Burton, four catches, 55 yards, and Allen Robinson, three catches, 50 yards, but no one just just out here uh, crazy. Khalil Mack, five tackles, two sacks. The dude keeps bringing it. John Gruden keeps watching, probably wishing he never traded him. Sam Bradford, 13 and 19. 
157 yards, two touchdowns, two INTs, and Rosen, 4 of 7, 36 yards, and an interception. It wasn't like the Baker Mayfield thing. Rosen didn't come in just lighting it up. Uh, it was the exact opposite. But it's hard to do. It's hard to come off the bench and substitute without any reps during the week and play because during the week of practice, look, the starter gets all the reps, okay? Um, in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's a little different because Ben will take a Veterans Day on Wednesday, and um, that gives the backup quarterbacks opportunities to get some reps. Other than that, <clears throat> we had a period on third uh, on Wednesday that gave uh, the backup quarterback about five plays, and then you might get two or three plays in team run. Other than that, though, these quarterbacks, the backups, aren't getting many reps because the starters are taking every rep. Because in each period, you have like a team run period, team pass, play action pass. Then you have a third down period. Then you have another team period. About 12 to 14, 12 to 15 reps in each period. And the starters are taking them all. I mean, because they need the reps uh, to get ready. So, that's, I mean, that's how it goes down. And shooting our attention to the Cowboys and Seahawks, man, it, two teams that you would think would be doing better right now, the Seahawks 1-2, and two, Cowboys 1-2. and two. The Seahawks pull away this one, 24-13, Earl Thomas, two INTs. Does Jerry Jones eventually trade for him after watching that? Dak Prescott, 19-34, 168 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Dak Prescott's the type of player that he cannot turn the ball over. He's not a Big Ben or even a Ryan Fitzpatrick where you can make a significant amount of plays with your arm that you're going to throw three or four touchdowns, so you're going to maybe throw the defense two interceptions. You can't get away with it if you're Dak Prescott. He has a very good defense behind him. So you have to protect that that football. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries, 127 yards. If you're Dak Prescott, that's exactly what you want in a football game. You want Elliott to carry the load, and you want to get your plays off some play-action pass, some zone-type scheme running. And, um, you know, Dak Prescott rushing two carries, 21 yards. Because he could do it with his legs a little bit. Russell Wilson, 16 to 26, 192 yards, two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, I'm a fan of him just because he does. Um, I love the way he moves in the pocket. Uh, Chris Carson, 32 carries, 102 yards in the touchdown. And then receiving Tyler Lockett, four catches, 77 yards in the touchdown. But, you know, Russell Wilson, this is going to be his team. If you get Earl Thomas, if you trade him or even after this season he's not there, the legend of boom, it's gone. It's done. Now it's now it's Russell Wilson's team. And what's he going to do going forward? I mean, you know, that that's going to be interesting when, when it really boils down to that. Um, <clears throat> and now the Bengals. The Bengals start off hot. They were 2-0 and coming into the game against the Panthers that are now 2-1. Uh, and and the Bengals are 2-1 and one after this loss to the Panthers, 31-21. Andy Dalton, 29-46, 352 yards, two touchdowns, four INTs. Four picks by Andy. Can't happen. 
just got to find a way it can't happen. I mean, that's that's how you lose football games. If your quarterback's throwing four INTs, you're going to lose. But uh, Cam Newton, 15 to 20, 450 yards, two touchdowns. What's impressive, though, Cam Newton, 10 carries, 36 yards, two touchdowns. But Cam Newton down in the tight red zone is so hard to stop with the play action, the not so much RPOs, but the zone reads where he's reading the defender, whether it's a middle linebacker, whether it's a defensive end, and he's reading it. So he's going to fake the jet sweep. He's going to step back, and it ends up being a power play. You got a a guard pulling to lead you through the hole, and big Cam Newton, man, you don't even want to get in his way. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, 28 carries, 184 yards. Um, that was impressive. And and then, you know, the big Monday night football game. What a matchup. On my Twitter feed, if you saw it, just a, a clip of Ben and Fitzpatrick, just a quick little highlight tape. But, man, these two gunslingers, you knew – we were going to be in for, for quite a night, and they sure did, uh, didn't let us down. Big Ben, 30 of 38, 353 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. His interception came. He was moving in the pocket, stepping up to his left, and just kind of threw it a little too late. It was like a man-to-man. Juju Smith was coming out of his break, trying to separate back out. He kind of wasn't coming back at a 45-degree angle. It was more like back uphill and the safety came down just undercut it but Ben threw just a little late you can't throw that uh, late like that but Ben Ben came back on fire but I think uh, one of the main parts in that game the turning point I feel like was Vance McDonald when Ben hit him, hit him on a little over route and he stiff armed the crap out of the Tampa Bay defender and took it 70 some yards he just he showed he was trying to prove who the playmakers are because Tampa's loaded with playmakers and I'll tell you what Vance McDonald brought it in this matchup and it was good to see because I think he could you could get a lot more out of him uh, in this offense four catches 112 yards and a touchdown Juju Smith once again nine catch 116 yards and Juju should definitely thank A.B. Because A.B.'s gathering a lot of attention. A.B. six catches, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and James Conner, man. James Conner is doing what he's asked to do. 15 carries, 61 yards, a 4.1 average. They really didn't try running the ball until late in the game to try to put the Buccaneers away. The offensive line did a good job. They had uh, some guys filling in for an injured uh, uh, Marcus Gilbert. <clears throat> and... Um, it was good to see those young guys step up, and uh, that's what we saw. But the Ben, you know, Ben doing what he does, you see it all the time, making plays from within the pocket. And, and I tweeted something out last night. He's so good of playing inside the pocket, keeping his eyes downfield and letting his receivers work and separate. And that's what he did fantastically, if that's even a word on Monday night, um, he did a great job. Keeps his eyes downfield, especially those third and 10, third, third and 11s. Those, those should be a win by the defense. And Fitzpatrick, man, even made some plays on third and third and 10, third and 12. 
But red zone, Ben, third and 11, pushes up in the pocket, finds this guy in the middle of the field. And those are ones that, shoot, Tampa Bay's hoping to hold them. And, and they're not. And, you know, we could talk about the Steelers' defense and the points they're giving up and the yards they're giving up. But I'll tell you what, they got four turnovers. And a couple of them were just really good plays. And I think um, it was uh, Artie Burns putting his helmet right on the football. And on God, when Godwin was make, running upfield, he put his head directly on the football. And um, Mike Hilton jumped on it. Unbelievable play. Good tackle by Artie Burns. Good momentum shift. And then they come back on that spurt in, in, in the second quarter, and Fitzpatrick's just throwing them the ball. Now, one was deflected by Bostic. To, in my mind, watching that play, Bostic came off the right uh, end, and Tampa Bay looked like the running back should have came across and picked him up, but he didn't. And Fitzpatrick went to throw the quick out. Bostic tipped it up in the air. Right spot, right time, Mike Hilton. Uh, comes down with it and then later on uh, a little bit later Fitzpatrick's going to throw the over route to big Mike Evans and Mike Evans kind of settles in the middle of the field in the open window and Fitzpatrick leads him up the field so just a miscommunication a little bit Uh, but Edmonds was there uh, the rookie to step in and pick it off and I think you know we could talk about um you know, you know, Fitzpatrick just throwing them up. But I'll tell you what, you know, the Steelers did a better job being in the right spots at the right time. And sometimes if you're just in position, those plays tend to come to you. Um, and the last one, Bud Dupree got a gift. Uh, Tampa Bay was backed up. Fitzpatrick got his arm hit, and the ball just fluttered in the air. And Bud Dupree picked it, took it for six, and um, – but I think I think this is a momentum shift for the Steelers. The Steelers just have to put it all together, and they can. They have a good football team. They have to uh, eliminate some of the BS going inside, going around. Not so much in the locker room, but the outside voices uh, that are playing a factor. And um, and I mean that's honestly what I think. I don't. I don't. I think Tomlin does a great job keeping those dudes. Um, I'd say together, they stay together. Whatever we see outside the locker room, it looks like they're disjointed and, and not um, on the same page. But I think he does a good job, man. I've seen it before. They were four and five in 2016, and rattle off how many straight and didn't lose again until the AFC Championship game. So I think he, Tomlin's the man for the job, and we'll see. We'll see because the Steelers have to come back. They have to come back and, and play the Ravens on Sunday night. And, you know, now Baltimore is coming into Pittsburgh. Baltimore coming off that big win against the Broncos, 27-14. Flacco was 25-40, 277 yards and a touchdown. You know, the Broncos, Keenum, 22-30, yards, interception. Um, the fourth quarter red zone interception. He, he had a sack fumble as well. Keenum has to protect that football. And, but that's what the Ravens' defense does, man. They come away with turnovers. And they do it. They did it last year. They're doing it again this year. And, I mean, that's going to be a tight, tight race in that division 
uh, for Pittsburgh. I mean, I think, you know, <clears throat> right now the Bengals could have really taken a lead beating Carolina, but the Bengals are now 2-1, and one, Ravens 2-1, and one, the Browns 1-1-1, one, one and, one, and the Steelers 1-1-1. One, one and one. I mean, this it's not – I mean, it's close. It's close. It's too early in the season, too. I mean, and going through those divisions, you know, Dolphins on top in the AFC East. The Jets, Patriots, and Buffalo all have the same records at 1-2. and two. The AFC North, Bengals are ahead 2-1. and one. The Ravens behind at 2-1. And, and then the Browns and Steelers 1-1-1. One, one, one. AFC South, the Titans 2-1. Jaguars 2-1. But the Titans with that huge win over Jacksonville. Uh, Blaine Gabbert gets hurt. Marcus Mariota comes in, fills in. His hand's hurting, uh, has some tingling in his hand, but finds a way to win, and that's what Mariota did. He got the game ball. It was a defensive showdown, and honestly, it was it, it was a. Um, I mean, that's that's a Tennessee team that you see flashes of, and Jacksonville. That's a huge loss for them uh, because that's a division loss and. Right now they're sitting tied in the division at 2-1. Tennessee Titans with the win over the Jaguars, the Colts 1-2, and and then Texans 0-3. And then we got the AFC West. I mean, the Chiefs just exploding onto the scene, 3-0. And the Broncos behind them at 2-1. And then you got the Chargers at 1-2 and and the Raiders at 0-3. And the Raiders are just starving for a win. Now the NFC, you got the NFC East. And this division is always a, a different winner every year. The Eagles 2-1. Carson Wentz, awesome. Awesome to see him back playing. Um, he had a solid game. I mean, a little rust, and you're going to have that being your first time out in a while. But it was awesome to see him back playing. And he was 25-37, 255 yards, a touchdown, an interception. And, um, but it was good to see Wentz back on the field. They're two and one. The Redskins two and one with a huge win, like we talked about. The Cowboys one and two, and the Giants one and two. The NFC North, you got the Bears two and one. The Bears are the team you did not think would be in top. You're you're thinking the Packers or the Vikings. The Packers and Vikings one one and one. The Lions one and two, but the Lions with a big win against the Patriots. And then Tampa Bay and the NFC. Uh, South, we talked about that division. Uh, they're 2-1, Saints 2-1, Panthers 2-1, and Falcons 1-2. And, and then lastly, we've got the NFC West with the Rams at 3-0, and Niners 1-2, Seattle 1-2, and, and Cardinals 0-3. Um, so it's going to be um, not so much a race in that division because the Niners just lost Garoppolo. The Seahawks are trying to get it rolling. And then the Cardinals. So, you know, we got we got some key matchups this week, though, um, that I'm looking forward to. The Vikings at the Rams on Thursday night. I'll be on NFL Radio Thursday, 11-3, talking about that a little bit more. I think Goff, Goff has been super impressive. I think my top quarterbacks uh, this week have to go to Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees, 39-49, 396 yards, three touchdowns, two rushing TDs, a big win in overtime. It's got to go to Goff. I think Goff is playing out of his mind, 29-36, 354 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, it's hard, man. It's Tannehill, Josh Allen, Eli Manning, Cam Newton, Big Ben. I mean, Tannehill, they're 3-0, and and that's why it's hard uh, 
not to pick him. I think Josh Allen, <clears throat> impressive rookie, just coming on the scene fast and furious. Um, I think um, – and Manning. Man, we're crushing Manning a week ago, and now he comes out with a solid performance. And Cam Newton, once you get in a tight red, he's, he's impossible to stop. Um, so, listen, I'm going to get a little uh, – a little inside feedback because as you guys heard earlier I had to pick up my beautiful daughter Lily from school Lily how was school today Good. yes so Lily what's your favorite color uh, I would say probably pink. pink nice well you know what it's coming up to October soon so a lot of guys are gonna be wearing pink for breast cancer awareness month so maybe we'll get you pink wristband or towel so i'm gonna ask you who do you want to win thursday night the vikings or the rams the vikings who do you want to win the jets or the jaguars the jets the dolphins or the patriots the dolphins the eagles at tennessee eagles she's taking the eagles texans at the colts which one, this one or this one? Um. The Texans. She's going with the red team. Now the Bills at Packers. Uh. The Bills. The Lions or the Cowboys? The Lions. Oh, you would pick the Lions. The Buccaneers or the Bears? Bears. The Bears. The Bengals or the Falcons? Bengals. The Seahawks or the Cardinals? Um, Cardinals. Cardinals. The Browns or the Raiders? The Browns. The Browns. Wow. You sure about that one? <laughs> the Saints and the Giants. Um, the Giants. The Giants. The Niners or the Chargers? The Chargers. The Chargers, the Ravens, or the Steelers? The Steelers. Do you remember what team did Daddy used to play for? Steelers. Yeah. How old are you? Five. Five. What grade are you in? Kindergarten. Who picked you up from school today? Daddy. Yes. Do you like when Daddy picks you up? Yeah. What What was your treat when I when you got in the car? Tic Tacs. Did you like that? Yeah. What's your favorite treat? Uh, lollipops. Oh, lollipops. So, what do you like to eat or drink when you? What did Daddy give you when we came to the restaurant? Pop. Pop. You better not tell Mommy. <laughs> Last game: the Chiefs or the Broncos? The Broncos. The Broncos. Big upset. Thank you, Lily. Thank you for your help. Until next week, Lily just got her fries. She's going to be eating. And tune in to grad school. And I got my man here, Terry, pointing out the Dolphins. The Dolphins are going down to the Patriots. There's no way the Patriots lose two in a row. Until next time, take it easy.